So, and thank you everyone for coming. Rabbi Aaron Cutler has a beautiful piece in Mishra Srebaran where he discusses the importance of coming to a dinner which supports Torah or supports a worthy organization. And he points out it's easy in life sometimes to give a check, to give a thank you, a check does help, but he says there's something unique about coming. And he quotes the Gemara and Baba Metziah the Gemara, the Talmud expounds as follows. What Avram Avinu did, the chesadim that he did by himself, that's what Hashem rewarded the Jewish people with. And the chasadin that Avram Avinu put a shliach, had a middleman, had a messenger do it. Hashem sent a shliach and a middleman to go ahead and do the chasad for the Jewish people. Zachter Baron Kotler explains to Baron Kotler when a person comes to support a Torah organization and they don't just write a check or send the regard and say thank you, it's a different world. It's showing that this event is important enough that I come by myself. And the crowd that we have here tonight are people who recognize that the Chavra Kadisha is an essential part of our community. First and foremost, you see multiple Rabbanim. If I started naming them all, it would take a few minutes. But they all came here tonight, busy schedules, and a shakayach to all of them who come. Also, as mentioned, the, the, the people involved, again, thank you, Menasha and Mrs. Bergman, Mrs. Roberts, and uh, Jonathan, everyone, uh, and all everyone involved in, in the Chayra Kedisha. Chavetz Chaim, in his beautiful work, Ahavas Chesed. Chavetz Chaim has so many works. But one work he put just about Chesed, called The Love of Chesed. And he starts Ahavas Chesed as follows. The whole work where he talks about doing kindnesses for others, doing good deeds for others. Zokti Chavetz Chaim explains to Chavetz Chaim, Amru Chazal. Darish Rabbi Simlai says Rabbi Simlai, Torah, Tchilas Gemilas Chasadim, that the beginning of the Torah is kindness, is acts of kindness, is doing good for one to another, Visoifa Gemilas Chasadim. And the end of the Torah, the Torah finishes with acts of kindness. Tchilas Gemilas Chasadim, the beginning of the Torah is kindness. God took care of Adam v'chava in Gan Eden. And the five books of Moses ends with chesed. What was the chesed? That Hashem buried, buried Moshe. Hashem himself took the time to bury Moshe. The Chavetz Chaim doesn't say this, but perhaps one could one could contend that the Apex of chesed is that. that the chesed shall emes, that the Torah starts with a chesed, but it ends with a chesed shall emes. Why is chesed shall emes? Why is chavra kadisha so important? There is a remarkable sefer called the Gesher HaChaim, the bridge of life, written by an altar Yerushalmi of Tukachinsky, in which he goes through all of the laws of availus, of mourning, of burial, of, of consecrating cemeteries, of all kinds of permutations. And he has one section called the Chevra Kadisha. One, one, one chapter where he discusses 
and elaborates the mylas, the greatness of the Chavra Kedisha. And he says, Chavra Zu, this Chavra, the Chavra that, that, that works upon, gives taharas, prepares people for burial, this is called a Chavra Kedisha, no one else. This is called a holy brotherhood. Firstly, because the Chavra Kedisha deals with Yidin, with Jewish bodies. And the Jewish people are holy. And those who deal and prepare holy people for, to, for, their final, for their final resting place, they themselves are involved in holiness. It's also called Chesed Shal Emes, kindness of truth. That you did for me Chesed Emes. And he says, what is chesed v'she'emes? So the Talmud says, and the Medrash as well, ha-chesed sh'oisim l'achra A person helps someone who passed away where they cannot repay you. He then points out that emes is also one of the names of the HaKadosh Baruch one of the names of Hashem. And that is to tell you that a person who is involved in chesed shall emes is involved in Hashem's work. He's involved in chesed shall emes. And he also points out a remarkable pshat, he quotes, Rabbi Yitzhak Mivolkomer, who was a Magid in, in, in Volkomer, and he says, you know why it's called Chesed Shal Emes? Because it's the Chesed Oilam Ha'emes, it's the Chesed of the, of the, of the Oilam Ha'emes, it's of the world of truth. To call a Chasadim, every other Chesed, you give a guy a ride, you give a, you offer a person a meal, it, its main function is in this world, even charity, you help a person, search a tremendous thing, but it's this world, people build electric bills. But chesed shall emes, it, it prepares, the whole point of a tahara <coughs> is that we believe in a world to come. The whole point of a Jewish burial is because we're cognizant and aware that the body is maybe a body, but the soul is eternal. And your person who's dealing with chesed shall emes is dealing with the eternal world. He then points out that this mitzvah is from the mitzvahs that a person is rewarded with in this world, but the main reward is in the world to come. And you see that the Gedolim, the great sages themselves, were involved in, the, in Chavra Kedisha, in being involved in preparation for burial, the respect for the dignity of others, the Chassam Soifer, the great leader of the 19th century Central Europe, Migdoyle Hador, the great generation, the Chassam Soifer, despite, despite being a Rosh Hashiva of Pressburg, and a role of the whole Central Europe was an active member of the, of the Chavra Kedisha. Rabbi Saul Salanter was once in Kovna with his students, and they were davening Shacharis. And somebody said, they were talking in the back, that there was a Tahara. And so people said, Who is it? And it was a poor lady. It was a poor lady, and that said, We can do it later, we can push it off. And this is in Kovna, they, had, they didn't have any rules, they could bury it right away, there's no, no, no delays. So Bishol Salanter, in the middle of Sukkot de Zimra, took off his tefillin and got his students. And he went ahead and said, we're going to bury this person now. You know why? Because the Chavra Kedisha, this is holy of holies. You know, there's no shachris if, if it could do a tahara. We're dealing with Kedoshim. We're dealing with the bodies of Jews. We're dealing with the, with the Olam Ha'emes, with the eternal world. Rav Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld, which was Mirabonan Shal Yerushalayim, for 45 years, he was involved in the Chavra Kedisha of Yerushalayim. 
And when he was in his old life, he would still walk in dangerous situations to Har Hazasim, to the Mount of Olives. And at the end of his life, someone's telling me, he said, Rebbe, you did the Tahara. You prepared the person for me, so why do you have to walk all the way to Hazasim? Stop by Shar Ashba. Stop by the Dongate. And he said, to give a Jew their final covered, their final honor, their final respect. How can I not be part of this? We're here at a Suda, a great Suda. And tomorrow, as Manasha mentioned, that the members of the Chavra Kedisha, the backbone of the Chavra Kedisha, are going to be fasting. Ramesha finds in Zatzal, in a, in a drosha that he gave in Luban, when he was a Rav in Europe, he asked the following question. He says, why, by the Chavra Kedisha, do you both have a fast and a Suda? He says, you don't find this. Right? Where else do you fast? And why, he, he points out, there are other chavras, chavra, mishnayis, <laughs> and in the Europe, there are all kinds of chavra, chavra, tehillim. Why for this? Why is it so crucial? So Moshe explains as follows, <coughs> that the chavra kedisha deals with the world of truth. And it's when you're dealing with the world of truth that you come to a certain, like, as the Ramah says in Hilchas Avelis, a certain recognition of tshuva, of what life is all about. What life is all about, and therefore, when you're dealing with this world, you have to be more serious. The expectation is higher. The bar for appreciation is that much greater. So, says Ramayisha, when you're involved in the Chavra Kedisha, you have to fast to make sure that you're doing it correctly. But he says, it could be that you'll get so nervous that you won't want to do it. They say, I have a Suda to appreciate the great mitzvah that you're doing. That a person who's involved in the Chavra Kedisha is going to be truly rewarded. The Medrash says, <laughs> A person should always, like the Medrash Nelam Perikzayin, that a person should always look to do kindness with the living and the deceased, that Hashem should do kindness with us. Because the world is midah kineg midah. When we do kindness to others, Hashem does kindness to us. When we are caring and loving for others, Hashem does us. But as I mentioned, the Torah is tchilas chesed. There's no chesed. That's chesed shall emis, but for this. And Kadosh Baruch Hu himself will bury Moshe. That's the, that's the soifel chesed the Torah ends with. Midah kineg midah. When we do chesed for others, the ribayinu shalolam, Hashem does chesed for us. When we take care of other people, Hashem does chesed for us. So remarkable, Maisa, Rosh Shadron quoted his Mechutin, Maletsky, that uh, 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 there's a certain Yerushalmi, his name is Rechatzko, he's very involved in many things, he's taught in the yeshiva called Eitz Chaim. And in 1914-15, he was living in Russia, at the age of 19, he was recruited into the Russian army. Of course, many yeshiva, World War I, many yeshiva students, many Orthodox Jews of all types were called into the Russian army. It was general conscript, uh, conscription, right? Everyone was drafted. And this boy ended up in the, in, in, the, in the Russian army. And he was fighting on the front lines of the Russian army against the Germans. And he was with his friend, Mendel. And this friend was shot fatally. And he went over to his friend, Mendel. And he looked at him and he says, I'm going to die. I have one request for you. Give me Kever Yisrael. Give me Jewish burial. 
Bury me like a Yid. Bury me like a Jew. Don't let me be buried by the Russians or, or anywhere. That's what they were doing. If you're in the Russian army, they had time to start having a Tahara, giving, putting a, 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 burying a Yid like a Yid, burying a Jew like a Jew. So he told him, he's, bury me like a Yid. Give me Kavar Yisrael. Now you have to imagine, they're on the front lines fighting against the Germans. He's part of an army. You just can't just walk out and say, I'm going to take somebody and bury them. There's a protocol. And the protocol is that the Russian army would go ahead and mass, put them in mass graves. That's what they did. And that's it. Mitzvah lishma divrihamis. It's a Jewish concept, first of all, to make sure to bury a person in general. To hear the words of a dead person, he said he's going to bury him. And so he picked up his friend Mendel and he walked on his shoulders for two miles, two miles to Stuchin, which was a town that he grew up in. And he said as he walked by, there were dozens of, of Russian troops and generals and corporals who could have stopped and asked him, what are you doing? And he, would have, he told them that he left his battalion to bury this Jew. He would have ended up in Siberia or worse, court-martialed and sentenced to death. That's what happened in the Russian army. And he got to Shtachin, which was his hometown. He knew the Chavra Kadesha, walked him for two miles. He organized this Jew, his friend Mendel, to be buried like a Jew, to be buried in Kavar Yisrael. Several months later, for those who know Jewish history and European history, the, the, the battlefront between the Germans and Russia was constantly back and forth. It went back and forth, and at the end, of course, the Russians pushed them back a little, not that much, when, they, when World War I, uh, ended basically, Russia got out of the war because of the communist revolution. But at that point, the Germans, the Germans overtook the area and he was taken, this Chatzkel was taken as a prisoner of war. And what the Germans did when they had Russian POWs is that they gave them menial tasks because if you let these soldiers hang around in your, they, they can you know, ca cause a revolution, they cause trouble. So they gave this Chatzkel a task I, we want you to watch this area, and if you see anybody, if you hear anybody, you have to report it to, to the German soldiers. And of course, if you fall asleep on the, on the job, if you, you mess up, you have a death sentence. Several weeks into this job, this from Chatzkel was staying when he heard a gunshot. And he ran and he went to see what happened. And he sees a German soldier lying in blood, he's trying to help him. You know, he's trying to help him, and he dies. And within a few minutes, other German soldiers come there, and he said, you killed him. I killed him. You killed him. I didn't kill, I didn't kill anybody. No, you, you, there was no one else here. You must have killed him. And they arrested him. They called, he was a Russian, Russian soldier, Russian POW. And they accused him of murdering this German soldier. And he was taken and interrogated for hours. After that, they put him to sleep. They put him at night. In solitary confinement. The solitary confinement that the Germans had was that you had to stand in a cell where you couldn't sit down and you couldn't fall asleep, you couldn't lay down, you had to stand there. And it's going on for hours. And he's sitting there thinking to himself, trying to fall asleep. It's the middle of the night. He's emotionally drained. And he can't fall asleep, he can't lay down, he can't sit down. Finally, he closes his eyes and he sees his friend Mendel, who he had buried a few months earlier. And he said, came to him, he said, Chatzkel, they're going to accuse you. They're going to give you a death sentence. But you won't be hurt because you buried me. You won't be hurt because you gave me Kavri Yisrael. 
You won't be hurt because you took, you're, you, you sacrificed your life for me. And the next morning, they took him out of the solitary confinement, this Chatzkel, who eventually became a Magid Shir and Eitzchayim. They took him out, and the German military court was there, and they accused him of murdering a German soldier. And of course, he said, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. And they said, no, you did it. There was nobody else there. And we're, we were giving you the death sentence. And, they, and they, 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 they sentenced him to death. And those days, there was no appeals. They took him immediately outside to be shot by a firing squad. And they take him outside. And when, they, when the Germans would kill the firing squad, they'd bring other people there to watch, both Russian POWs, lest they learn the lesson they do, not to do the same thing, and other German soldiers. And they start counting, ice, one, zwei, two. Right? And at the count of three, they're going to they're gonna shoot. They say, can I say Shmaisal? He said, at least I'll, I'll, I'll die, I'll kill Hashem. And as they say, Tzvai, there's a bang. Hold, the sh- hold it, hold it. They had checked this German soldier's pockets as they were preparing him for burial. And they found a note that said he was going to kill himself. The German soldier had committed suicide. So Shalom Shodron Zatzal used to say, that's me, the Kenegemida. Jew cares for Jews. Shem cares for, for them. This person not only survived World War I, but World War II, and eventually ended up in Eretz Yisrael to, to teach Jewish children in Jerusalem. That's the Mida Kenegem Muda. Do chesed for the living and for the, for the dead. Hashem should do chesed for us. And it's not just for the dead, the Chavra Kedisha's involvement. The Chavra Kedisha does chesed for the living. The Chavra Kedisha is one of the greatest Kiddush Hashem's Kiruv tools. Another story. There also, in the midst of war, 1982, Operation Peace of the Galilee. 1982, Operation Peace of the Galilee, there was, of course, Israel's fighting in Lebanon, and it was not a pretty war. And there was a, you know, a, a soldier named Kobe, saw this in Arachim's, one of their booklets. A soldier's name is, is, is Kobe, and He's looking there with his friends, and they, they've been fighting, dog fighting on the, on, on the Lebanon, in Lebanon for, for the whole day. Finally, night ca- came, and they just want to relax, right? And so one of them lights a cigarette. They sit down. Finally, after a whole day of fighting and dangerous and losing friends, they sit down, they light a match, and within a minute or two, they start hearing mortars being shot at them. Boom, boom. And within seconds, this Kobe hears a boy, David Kopstein, screaming. He had, been, he had been hit by a mortar. He runs over. He loved this boy, David. This boy, David Kopstein, or David probably is in Israel, right? He, was, he had been a religious student. He was a Hezder boy, and he was there, and he had such respect for me, the Yamaka and Sitzis. And he, he sees him, he's in pain, and he's dying. And he keeps saying over, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Lechad. Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Lechad. Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Lechad. And with that, he dies. This guy, Kobe, he's flabbergasted. This is his friend. Why is he saying Shema? And he never thought of it. What does Shema Yisrael mean? And why is Shema Lokeinu? Why was that Shema Lokeinu? And that image of David Kopstein being there, and he came with his last breath, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lokeinu, Hashem Echad, over and over, it echoed in his head. Where was that Shema Lokeinu? And why say Shema Yisrael when you're dying? And a few weeks later, he was dis. Let off, from the, let off from his unit. The war had ended. 
And he went home and he starts looking around. What does it mean, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lokeinu Hashem Echad? What does it mean, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lokeinu Hashem Echad? And he ends up going to an Arachim class. And eventually going to a yeshiva, becoming religious, and going out back to, to the workforce. And one day, this Kobe, who had started as, as a secular kibbutznik, his, one of his Arachim partners in Torah invited him to come to Panovich Yeshiva, which is one of the greatest yeshivas in Israel. And he went to Panovich Yeshiva for Myriv. And he was in a yeshiva with over a thousand students. And he's sitting down there, you know, a couple years into being a religious Jew. And he starts davening Myriv. And he, he starts davening Urachum. And they get to Shema Yisrael. And hundreds of people scream out, Shema Yisrael. And at that, that moment, he said he knew where Hashem Elokeinu was. It was at that moment where he thought back of that, when he said, saw his good friend Kobe, David Kupstein, dying. He knew where Hashem Elokeinu is. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. The Hebra Kedisha. It brings Shema Yisrael not only to the dead, or the eternal, the Kedoshim, but it brings the living just today. <laughs> in this shul in Amachad, there was a family of Russian, actually Ukrainian Jews, who walked three and a half miles to come here for Shabbos to Davin and to eat by the Sidrovskis. And do you know how they came here? Because less than three, three weeks ago, this family lost a relative, and the Chavra Kedisha did the Tara. It was the first time they've been in this shul, or any shul, since they've been in Ukraine. That's the power of taking care of the Kedoshim, taking care of the Jewish people. That it's not just a chesed to the dead, it's a dead chesed to the living. And it's midah kenege midah. It brings us bracha as well. Those who are involved in the Chavra Kedisha, it's midah kenege midah. It's a chesed for the Chaim and the Mason Hashem gives us bracha as well. You know, the, the standard tarot, the standard answer, why we have the dinner tonight by Moshe Rabbeinu is because it's his yard site. And why Moshe Rabbeinu is yard site? So that's far and bring down because Hashem, as we just brought down the last chesed, that Hashem buried Moshe. So Zayin Adar is the day that Hashem buried Moshe. But it hit me today. What is the pshat that it's on Zayin Adar? Do you know why Hashem buries Moshe? Do you know why the only person HaKadosh Baruch Hu buries is Moshe Rabbeinu? Perhaps, perhaps it's because Moshe Rabbeinu, when the Jewish people left Egypt, everyone else is going and looking for treasures, gold and silver, which there was a mitzvah to do. There was one person who looked to bury the dead. One person wanted to make sure that Yosef HaTzadik had Kavri Yisrael, and that was Moshe Rabbeinu. Midah Kenege Midah, Moshe goes ahead and buries uh, Moshe goes ahead and buries um, uh, Yosef, and Hashem buries uh, M- Moshe. That's being involved in Kedisha. You know, I was mentioned about the giving of Rabbi If I had to make an appeal tonight, it's an appeal for us to be involved in the Chavra Kedisha. You know, to do Taharas, it shouldn't be that Mrs. Bergman or Menashe has to ask. It should be that people here at Tahara, I can be involved in Chesed Shal Emes. I can be part of a Chevra Kedisha, a holy brotherhood. I can be involved in a mitzvah that helps the living and the dead. I can be involved in bringing people closer to Torah. And just to piggyback on Jonathan's, uh, uh, Jonathan's idea, you know what? If there be more people involved in the Chevra Kedisha looking to do the mitzvah, we'd have a lot more marketing. We'd have a lot more resources to do great things. We have Robert Rashi Malano from, from Sina here. You'd be happy to work with us more, even more, no? Very happy. We have a great friend in Robert. And I thank you for coming, by the way. Robert is a really deserves so a hand of applause. <laughs> it's about us. 
It's about us. Do we want to be involved? This is a holy organization. And we get rewarded in this world and the next. It is my bracha for the members of the Chavra Kedisha that they should get all of the bracha and the schusim for they, they give both to the living and the dead and that their chesed shal emes should inspire others to follow their example. Amen. Thank you.